something is bubbling among women today. Women crave honest stories that entertain, motivate, and move them. Women want reinforcement that they are not alone in feeling the way that they do and that they can feel good about their prospects. Stories and Strategies for Women podcast will share riveting stories about amazing women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. A good story well told is powerful. A good story can motivate. A good story can inspire action. Claudine here. We are very excited to welcome a new sponsor. It's iBobs at iBobs.com. I discovered iBobs years ago when I needed readers. If I needed to wear glasses, I wanted them to be fun to wear and fun to buy. iBobs fits the bill and makes buying glasses super easy. Wondering what frames look the best on you? Check out the style quiz on the site to help you find the perfect frames. I love my latest pair called What Inheritance? A cool light blue color, but my go-to favorite pair is called Clearly in Purple. See, even the names are fun. iBobs is offering a special discount for stories and strategies for women listeners. Enter promo code STORIES AND STRAT10, spell the end, at the checkout to receive a 10% discount today. That's iBobs.com. You are listening to Stories and Strategies for Women After Juice series. While all of our podcast episodes are ripe as presented, we squeeze a little harder to give you the after juice. In this episode of Stories and Strategies, The After Juice, Michelle Carfagno of The Greater Need and Stephanie Cohen of Mom Pops share their thoughts on having someone to bounce things off of to aid in success, the effect of naysayers and how to handle them, advice of their own moms, and challenges women face that make them unique leaders. I think a lot of women don't even know that it's out there. Yeah. And you guys, you're just top of mind. You're like this, 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 and this. And yeah. you know what, though? I think it comes to like, we're scrappy. Like we, yeah. we really, you figure it out. There's not a lot of funds. You search. You re- even, even with things in our shop, when we, fir- when we first started shipping things with, on dry ice, those containers are expensive. So I remembered from my medical days, a lot of physicians, they get the delivered with the foam containers. Mm-hmm. So I called a bunch of my physician friends and they used to keep them for me. And I would make my rounds and pick them up. And it's, you figure oh, wow. out how to survive. And yeah. Michelle, Michelle is an incredible resource for searching what's out there, what's available. But again, a lot of it comes from Women's Business Network. It really yeah. does. And just not giving up. Like there's always a solution to every problem. I mean, it's so true. And once you wrap your head around that, that there just is a solution. And I mean, even if someone has told you there is no solution, that's just because they didn't find it. Right. You know, and, um, I mean, because there are so many times that I was just told flat out, nope, that won't work. You'll never get that to work or that's not a good idea. And when you just, you know, when you have that conviction and that persistence, you, you know, you'll figure it out. It's not easy. And it takes a lot of like mental toughness to say, oh, you know, I'm going to figure it out. But I think the second that you change that mindset and you start to see what could be versus all the things that aren't working, I think that's when you start to find the solutions. But that's also mm-hmm. core personality. It's a personality yeah. of like, it's true. We've always gone from like, for me, I've been in operations for 25 years. There isn't anything you can't make work or figure out. You just need to pick it apart or take a different, but there are people who no, it's not going to work. 
call the person. It's not happening. And that's their personality. And you know yeah. what? They're not going to figure it out because their personality is to, nope, face value done. But we are, our personalities are, there isn't anything you can't figure out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You have to, you really have to adopt that mindset. Otherwise you'll end up hitting a roadblock and you won't be able to see past it. But like there's times, I mean, you, that's why you have to have a good support system because there are times that I absolutely felt like that. Even though at my core, that's not who I am and I am a problem solver. When I had called Stephanie and I was like, it's all, I'm just going to close the doors. It's not working. I'm done. It's all done. It's all over. And she's like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, let's go. I'll be there in 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See? But, but, but that's also one of the ch- challenges of being an entrepreneur. Like I've, we've said, I've said to Michelle a million times, we are so in the weeds of our own business that she'll call me and she's like, I, I can't do this. And, and I'm able to sit and say, okay, let's, and we figure it out. And within it's like not, five minutes, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It's, all, it's not that she couldn't figure it out because I could call her the next week with the same exact problem and she'll figure it out. It's we're standing, we're standing like a hundred feet away. So we're able to figure it out when you're doing that versus being in the weeds. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, that's how uh, Madame Curie made her breakthrough. She was um, working with her husband and he, he wasn't her husband at the time, but he was working with her. He had a, um, he had a lab and she needed one and she was like, stay away. I'm doing my own thing. And he's like, well, if you look at it this way and here they became this great, you know, dynamic duo and discovered radium, you know, whatever. So crazy. You know, that little thing called radium. Um, but yeah, but that's true. You do need somebody to bounce things off of. Yeah. I feel like that is super important. Like it, you do. Because otherwise you get stuck in your own head and in your own way. So, you know, very early on, especially before I met Stephanie, that's why I found a business coach or at first it started as a therapist. Then I realized I really needed a business coach, you know, and somebody to like be able to bounce that stuff off of. And now I have somebody like Stephanie. And so now that serves that purpose. But I've always tried to find like, if I can't get that support, how can I pay someone for that support? You know, it's great when you can find it organically. But let's say you have zero support, you could go and get a business coach to make sure that, you know, you, you have somebody who's pushing you along and helping you through those tough days, because it's a lot, it's a lot of stress. And for us, it's not just the emotional support. Like there are things that Michelle blows me away in, and there's things that I enjoy doing more. So we actually collaborate on a lot of things. For instance, she had a pitch competition and she said, here, go take a look at this, read it. And I did a lot with the text and I asked, I needed a presentation put together and she dropped everything. And she spent two days putting this like kick ass presentation <laughs> together because she's creative and understands technology far more than I do. And I saw it. I still, I just look at it because I think it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely some of my best work. I was like, wow, like mine doesn't look that good. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If this whole like greater need thing doesn't work out, you really should go into like graphic design, presentations. Yeah. I mean, just funny but I feel like that's the fun part about being a business owner. Like there is a lot of fun, like, because I do like to design and do that and be creative. And so the second that Stephanie asked me, I was like, Oh, I haven't done anything other than bagels in like a long time. This is exciting. Like, you know, you do start to get bored. Like quite frankly, when things are easy, you're sort of like, 
eh, I'm kind of bored. Like it's great, but you do kind of need that constant challenge. I mean, that's what you're signing up for is this constant, you know, pushing yourself past. Otherwise, you know, then you're just building, you know, a lifestyle business and that's fine too. But, you know, if you're trying to achieve something bigger than that, it, you definitely have to keep like pushing and challenging. So it's nice when I can create something else and be creative. Oh, it's awesome. Popsicles everywhere. Nice. Well, those, those stories really speak to your relationship and and why it's been so supportive for both of you. It took a while to find each other though. I mean, you know, I had to get through five years and not give up to finally find somebody that, you know, it all just clicks with and that can really help me. So, you know, for people who don't have that, like you just got to keep pushing really. It took a while. Yeah. And it's made a huge difference in everything personally and professionally. We've been there for each other through, like I said, some of the, some of my darkest days. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have a lot of commonalities, especially with our fathers and all of that. Like, it's just like, we were definitely meant to be on this journey together and other because there's just so many similarities in our stories and our lives and our personalities and you know how we think about things so it's nice when you can find somebody like that even it, simple things one of her employees um I when I was there I was working with her and I said something and she's like oh my god you and Michelle like I even walked in with the same backpack I think that she <laughs> yeah we didn't even know yeah <laughs> yeah like we'll dress alike a lot of the times like it's just it's funny yeah, that is funny. <laughs> and you really are the same person. I'm just <laughs> But it's, a, it's another reason to reach out too, because I think r- women on the East Coast, at least in my experience, because I lived on the West Coast for a little while as well, but women on the East Coast, they're kind of like, well, I have my friends, I'm good. And yet, yeah. you know, when you embark on this kind of experience, yeah. you do meet other people and that's, that's only good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I lived in the Midwest for a while. So I, I got that like sort of hospitality and connecting with people for like the eight years that I was there. And that was really helpful because otherwise, yeah, I was very much like keep to myself and, you know, wasn't like overly trying to meet other people, but you go through something like this and you're like, I need other people. And it's great to have my husband, but he's not a female. So I will sit there and cry. And he's like, why are you crying? Right. (laughs) I mean, like I've had some of the closest people say to me, you know, maybe you should just give up. Like, is it really worth like all of this stress and crying? And I'm like, no, I'm just crying because I'm expressing that I'm like stressed about this, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to be okay. And I want, I need you to tell me not to give up, but he'll sometimes, you know, even say like, you know, this is especially in the early days, like you can't pay yourself anything, you know, maybe like you were making more money before. I mean, especially as a spouse, he's like, look, like, you know, I'm supporting us. That's fine. But at what point, like, Hey, Michelle, it's been five years. It's been six years. It's been, you know, and so even though the supports there, definitely it's nice to have a female to talk to, right? you know, I really didn't like Stephanie was the first person that was a female that I knew that had business. Otherwise it was all men. Right. Yeah. And, and to have that, I was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you guys that I didn't get to, but the whole naysayer thing, you know, yeah. and, and are other women maybe jealous a little bit? And do you find that, that they're like, yeah. why are you, why are you doing this? You know, or. I feel like we do. I mean, I'm trying to think, I, you know what? I cut those people out a very Mm -hmm. long time ago. So I don't see it anymore. But if I think back eight years ago, I had a lot of people in my business, friends of mine that I had to fire because that is ultimately how they felt. So it was like, they worked for me, 
but they were almost like sabotaging me too. They, it was like this jealousy, but they were a part of it. And then they were mad when it started to evolve past their abilities. And I would be like, look, you're not living up to like what I need. We need to, you know, you can transition to a different position, but I was very cutthroat. Like I've got to make it like, you're not going to be the reason that I fail. And I've lost friendships over Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. And I, what I realized is they ultimately were not, you know, the type of friend that I wanted Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And that they weren't really there for me and that a real friend, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't do those types of things. But it took me a while to, to realize there's, there are a lot of people who will cling to you that don't have your best interest. There's just too much jealousy for them to work past it. It's like they want to and they admire you, but they can't get past themselves and they just are constantly jealous and do, do undermining things. Yeah. I felt like I deal with that a lot, but not anymore. Cause I see those people coming and I'm like, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah, you find the I, same thing, Stephanie? No. Um, more so because I came into this so much later in life that all of those people <laughs> were already out of the <laughs> yeah. um, And in that, in my experience, it was more like I was in a, a, a publicly held corporation and there were, there were, it was the executive level was primarily male dominated. Um, there were a lot of females, but there was a lot of cattiness and sabotage and it just, it didn't feel good. I mean, I did have some really great friends and some good people and my boss was fantastic. Um, he pushed me, but yeah, by the time I got to this, I, and I was in my forties when I joined mom pop. So I had, you know, I mean, once you hit the back half of your thirties, something clicks and you're just like, you know what? I am who I am. I really don't care what you think about me. Right. I truly don't. And I don't need you in my life. Um, yep. Where my challenge more was, I didn't have, unlike Michelle, there weren't entrepreneurs in my family. If there were, they were lawyers and they were doctors. Um, so I think that's a different type of entrepreneur. Um, you know, my dad was a school teacher. Uh, my mom was a teacher and stay at home mom. So when I left my career, I, I think 95, 99, maybe a hundred percent of the people are like, are you crazy? Like, why yes. would you do that? I still ask myself that question a lot, <laughs> um, but it's, but yeah, in terms of the naysayers, I think mine was just people more so people didn't understand why I would turn my life upside down. Why would, why I would create that stress, that strain, but it wasn't like cattiness or jealousy. It was just more like kind of concern and not understanding it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm lucky. My mom, I I was not the student in high school. I I spent more time and mental energy figuring out how I could cut class and not get caught than probably. (laughs) (laughs) See, you went against the grain. That's, that's coming through. True story, but but I will drag my my oldest friend with me. She was definitely a part of all of it. <laughs> um, but no, my mom always said to me, "I don't care what you do in your life. I don't care if you marry." What she said, mm-hmm. but learn a skill and be able to support yourself. She yep. said, "Learn how to do something. Yep. Never depended on anyone." And I just I've kept that in my head through my entire life. Yeah. That's true though. See, my mom, she had a job. She really didn't want to work. She probably hasn't worked for, I would say most of her life now, but at least like the last, you know, 40 years she has not worked. So ever since I can remember, like when we were real little, she worked at a nursery school, but as soon as she could, she stopped working. And my dad, you know, said, Hey, like I've got this, you can stay home. 
And for me, seeing that and seeing her be unhappy eventually with my dad and with that relationship, but knowing that she couldn't get out and they just weren't right for each other. You know, my dad was a great guy, but they just weren't right for each other. And they finally got divorced and it was too late. My dad was already, you know, struggling with cancer and it just Mm. ended terrible for both of them. And it was so sad to watch. And I remember thinking very, very early on, like, that's why I'm going to forge my own path and be an entrepreneur and have a business because I'm not going to rely on anybody else but myself. I need to be independent. I don't want to be like my mom. And I mean, I'll even say that to her because she knows she's like, she's like, I'm so proud of you because you're doing things differently. You're doing what I should have done. I should have never, you know, given up all of that. And now it's just too late for me. And you know, that's kind of how she looks at it. And so I looked at it like, yeah, I want to do something differently. And I would say like both of like, I have two sisters and we're all the same way. Like we need our own thing first, you know, we're, we're, and it's so funny. I was about to say we're really selfish, but it's not selfish. It isn't. Yeah. We're programmed. We're programmed. It's so funny because I literally would say I describe myself as selfish all the time, but it's, I really do put myself first. I think there are times like at the end of the night, it's like, can I sit down? Is there something else I need to clean? Is there something else I need to do? But I think that's just part of our like crazy drive and overworking brain and and that kind of that's why women are amazing quite frankly and why as more women start businesses like the world is going to change yes i think one day when a woman runs the country even more things will change because we just have this ability to do these things and and operate from our gut and our intuition and what's you know when we're not in line with something like we don't push against that you know like overall right you know have that like barometer inside of us that I just think is our gift to the world. Gift I agree. And curse. Say again. <laughs> gift and curse. It yes, is. exactly. Well, we just have to like we have to push push past it because we're our own worst critics, and we don't just like you know come out feeling like we can conquer the world. That's like what little boys are told, you know, and like yes. like you're the thing and you're the this and all that, and I think really this generation now like coming up, it's going to be so different, but I still think it's like here, you know? Yeah. So many of the little kids now are seeing like in our, my generation anyway. Um, I mean, I'm 48. It was most mom stayed at home and the dads worked, but so much now they either see both parents working equally hard or the mom works and yes. the dad stays at home yeah. and teaches you know, takes care of everything. I mean, that's primarily what my son saw for the first, you know, eight years of his life was me working and his dad took care of all the stuff at home. Say, yeah. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited. Thanks for your time. I know how valuable it is. And I think this is going to be really useful for, for the ladies out there. Thank you so much. You're listening to Stories and Strategies for Women podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Visit me at my website, ClaudineWalk.com. Drop me a note on Instagram at ClaudineWalk. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.